your brow today takes everything you got taking a break from brown girl worries let's all drink up a shot wouldn't you like to get away Just put all the blame You wanna be where you can see Problemas are all the same Assimilation where porches put all the blame Happy anniversary! Happy pocha anniversary! Can you believe that? It is a year with the Pocha podcast. Welcome to our quarantine celebration. <laughs> yes. Which, mm-hmm. as you can tell uh, by the sound, we are not in the same room at the same time, but we are living in the same, uh, let's see, time and space reality. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> what is, so it's it's our um, episodio 13. Yeah, lucky 13, cat. And um, we are so lucky on this 13 that we are far apart because quarantine. Yeah, but yeah, but we're still getting it done. We're still getting another Pocha podcast out there, and we're still wanting to reach out and have a good time and talk about all the things from the borderland perspective. When we did episodio uno, did you think we would be a year later still recording? Yes, I can see us down the road, even if it's still the same three listeners five years, ten years from now. Thank you, wow. three listeners. Uh, hi. Thank you. Did you? Did you anticipate a whole year of this? Uh, I guess I didn't because, I mean, I didn't think it was, I wasn't consciously thinking that it would fizzle out or whatever. I It just felt so like a crazy thing to do. So I think I just didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. But then it just it took its own little life form, and here we are. Here we are, one year later. Um, and I do, before we kind of go get a little bit further in, um, since we are working separately, and the executive producer and I are in, in the home, uh, being not quite six feet apart, um, if you hear any of our new co-producers um four of them that are furry and black (laughs) they may or may not want to join in on the pocha podcast because we're doing this Mm -hmm. from our living room yes and uh will we have any of the other producers from your home joining us just in case i don't i don't think so i've secluded myself out in um the garage our regular recording spot by myself in hopes of being alone for a moment because it's been a long 493 days or however the hell long we've had to do this i think we're barely on week two of our uh states being stay at home um how are you handling it um it depends on the day honestly so my my situation i have a five-year-old 
um, we also have a high schooler who's a sophomore and my husband is still working. He's, he's a farmer. He's still considered essential. So he leaves every day, which leaves me to get my actual work done because I'm very grateful and fortunate to be able to work from home. Um, but it also leaves me to homeschool, which I was a teacher, elementary school, no less. So I feel like I have a little bit of a, you got you this. Know, yeah, I got this, except that sometimes I don't got this because um, it's hard. We're, we can't leave. It's not like we're choosing to do this. It's not like real homeschool. Real homeschool, you know, these people choose this. They get to go on field trips and still get out of the house and do all the things. We're like in lockdown school. So um, everybody's a little emotional and testy and, and whatnot. But overall... It's been really good. Um, I, I'm kind of a homebody anyways, so, like, being at home has been okay. Uh, but, yeah. How about you? How are you handling? What's What does your day look like? So we co-parent our teens. So um, sometimes we have them for a couple days out of the week, and then their father has them for a couple days out of the week, and then we alternate weekends. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working, when they're here, because I also work from home, I have to sequester myself in the kitchen and the kids will generally have the run of the rest of the house. Mm. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's difficult <laughs> mm -hmm. because they want to be kids and have fun and be loud. And sometimes mm -hmm. we have Zoom meetings and while I know that people are patient and they expect these kinds of things from our new you know quote-unquote co-workers you know you don't I don't want to like hush them but also right. I can't hear or what have you so it's just that balance I don't mm -hmm. I certainly don't want to be the the wet towel that you know that bums out the whole party but I also do have to get some stuff done and in general they've been really super great um, connected to their devices doing their own thing and soon they'll be doing school mm -hmm. online sure. via zoom and whatnot so but you know what helped me a lot sorry i interrupted you but i read this thing someone posted and it said uh something like in 20 years you're going to be talking to your kids about do you remember how scary it was when we all you know everybody was freaking out and we had to stay home and um and the kids are going to be like, I don't remember that. I remember you playing outside with me and us camping in the living room and like all of the opportunities to make good memories that are presenting themselves. So I really had to reframe my priorities. And yes, I have a job that I still need to do, but comma, however, I have an opportunity to make this something positive for my child. So I try to remember that now. Um, and I'm really trying to, when I feel the like, oh my gosh, I'm on a meeting, you need to be quiet. And this is your 78th snack in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, you know, like, it's okay. She's five. It's cool. True. We've got this. There could be so many other worse things that are happening, putting into mm -hmm. perspective what else goes on in the world um, when we are we have access to the Internet and television and devices and books and things. So count sure. ourselves super lucky. Absolutely. But you mentioned something about your husband 
and you said that he's essential. Um, so in our state, as in some other states, I, I honestly don't know how many do or don't have this set apart, where if you are an essential worker, you continue to go to work, everybody else, you stay at home um, as part of our physical distancing or social distancing, depending on how you look at it. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit in the first part. We're also going to talk a little bit about the census because that's also something that's um, not just happening during our our anniversary. They're trying to take over our anniversary, but this also happens every 10 years for them. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll also be playing a game for our Que Hay de Nuevo. So we have uh, action-packed podcast for Ooh. you. Um, but first, um, you had mentioned your husband's essential. What does that mean? So, and I think a little tiny explainer for folks, um, you and I typically record our episodes at the beginning of a month. So um, this True. last time we recorded, we talked about St. Patrick's Day. We're like, if you went out and partied, and then if you went out and partied, we're going to be pissed because you should have <laughs> been your ass at home. Um, but when we recorded, that was still a thing. And right now it feels like every day is kind of a new day. There's new stuff, new requirements, new suggestions from the CDC. There's all sorts of new information almost every single day. So um, I will say right now where we're at, there are a few states who have not put into place uh, stay-at-home orders or shelter-in-place or whatever their governors are choosing to call it, uh, basically meaning that unless you have to be at work, like medical professionals, um, folks who are keeping food in our stores, um, folks that are farmers, folks that are, uh, they've allowed restaurants to remain open, but they cannot have dine-in any longer. Um, and slowly these things have been sort of chipped away at. At first there were less restrictions. And, and as we get into this a little bit heavier, the restrictions get to be a little bit um a little bit harder for folks, a lot harder for businesses, for sure. Um, schools have shut down for, I think this is our third week that we're going with kids out of school. I think like. We'll be starting our fourth week this week. Oh, starting our fourth week. Okay. But, so. And, and so that's as of the recording of this. And our executive exactly. producer said that 11 states uh, don't have the essential kind of split of who stays home and who gets to continue to go to work. So at least as of the, the recording of this. So once this actually goes out on air, it might change. Absolutely. Yeah, I read somewhere today that like Florida is deeming church services essential, um, which uh, I, that's just confusing to me. Like that is a large gathering, a large congregation of people that could potentially just be infecting each other themselves. I don't know. It just seems um... they're seeing religion as essential, which mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if it's essential for you, great, fine. <clears throat> the church that we attend, they dropped off a little palm frond packet for Palm Sunday mm -hmm. and they're doing all of their services online. But which I mean, religion. Yes, religion is essential. I talked to my abuelita the other day and she's her and my tío are really taking this seriously she's 90 and he has some health conditions and is immunosuppressed and so she's 
only allowing two of my tios to drop off groceries to her, leave them at the front door. She sprays them down before they come in the house. And she said they're spending hours a day praying just in prayer because yes, religion is essential. Going to church, however, not essential, uh, not essential, not essential. Like if people cannot go out and earn their living and make money and stay alive, yeah, I don't know about church. And most of the people who go to church, let's be real. They're not young bucks. It's usually people trying to get right with God before before their time might come up. So they're the they're going to be the most at risk, right? Well, they might be shortening that time significantly. So say <laughs> hi to Jesus. <laughs> well, along with your husband, my partner is also considered essential. Um, she works mm-hmm. in in medical field adjacent without getting too specific. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's, so she gets to go to work every day. And on the one hand, I'm incredibly jealous because she gets to go out in the world and see sunshine and other human beings. Mm -hmm. And then on the other, the flip side of that is considering how other people have been, um, uh, what their kind of protocol is when a spouse comes back from work or what have you, they immediately jump out, they close, they put them in the yep. washer, they go take a shower. Like it occurred to me, well, should we be doing that too? But mm. I don't know. So anywho, all yeah, of this I, to say there's also definitely levels of essential, right? So if, if you're working in the ER, by all means, jump out your clothes, put your clothes in the washer dryer, all of the mm-hmm. things, but if you're not and you're you don't have as much contact with people, um, yeah, that there's a different level and a different protocol that you have to follow. But so our spouses are essential and um, are deemed essential. So you and I are non-essential. We get to stay home. And one thing that I have seen going around, and this is so incredibly true, is how we're how. People that used to be treated so poorly are now considered at the top of the food chain of (laughs) what is a necessity, right? Mm -hmm. The United Farm Workers have done a really great online social campaign reminding people that individuals who don't get the benefit of a a social security number, don't get the benefit of any kind of health care, don't get the benefit of even being a citizen or even a resident really um mm-hmm. they're still getting our food for us they're still yep. they they are so incredibly essential that we would be literally fucked if we didn't have mm-hmm. these people still out there getting our food for us yep and it and yes and they are not working in super posh conditions mm-hmm. with six feet in between them and all these luxuries that we take for granted and yet we are, I mean, quick to talk about how they're just taking all our benefits and doing all this other thing. Like it, the country rests on people stocking grocery store shelves and people picking our produce right now. And people, of course, are our medical professionals who are providing care and, and very dangerous um, conditions right now. But who who the foundation of this country is we've discussed uh you know has been very clear to us for a long time but it's definitely um they're 
there's a different light shed on on those folks right now. And I hope we don't lose that. I really hope we do not lose that. So the skeptic in me is like, oh, this is going to soon be forgotten. Like how much emphasis we've been placing on the mm-hmm. the grocery workers, the people who work in the food industry as a whole, from picking to to food placement, like on your plate. Mm-hmm. Um, the skeptic in me says that that's going to just blow over. We're going to forget about it. Do you have? I think give for me some, some hope. People, give me some hope. I think for some people, because they're just too far gone. And I've definitely heard we have several folks that are in the restaurant industry. Um, that are friends that either own businesses or that are servers or hosts. And they have been talking about how shitty people are being, how rude people are, how just demanding and condescending people have been to them. Um, So I don't know that those folks are going to ever get out of that mindset. But I think there's a, a big population whose eyes have been opened to what is important. Um, Even just that spending more time at home and being with loved ones and, I mean, and really pondering, really thinking about if my loved ones get sick, if I were unable to even say a proper goodbye, like goodbye on an iPad through FaceTime while my loved one's dying in a hospital, that is not my idea of what it should look like so i do think the gravity has sunk in for some folks and and um and maybe that's our call maybe that's our our charge in this is to make sure that those people continue to be seen and appreciated i like i like how you put that into perspective um because I, I I can get sucked into the skeptical side, and will will any presidential administration really look back on this and change the way that we do things? Um, and yeah. I I I wanna I I hope that that is the case. Med medic medical um, like insurance and access to medical care. I hope that really does change. And I mm-hmm. you know I don't want to be Debbie Downer and and with all my skepticism, but. You know, really, if we haven't learned from our history, how are we gonna how are we gonna really make changes going forward? And we've proven that we don't always remember what Mm-mm. our history lessons are. Mm-mm. So, but you know, I do want to make sure that um, anybody who's listening, and if you're considered essential, mad props, continue doing what you're doing in a safe manner, um, mm-hmm. and we will get through this. And it's going to be tough, but we'll come out the other side and you'll still have the Bocha podcast to listen to on the other side. And, you know, I, I think we should say also that we in the borderland area are sort of behind the, some cities on the coasts. Um, It feels like it's coming in from the coasts. And so we don't have giant numbers right now. We're not um, a hotspot. We're not... You know, I don't know, I right now know nobody who has personally tested positive. So I know that's going to change. But I don't think we can lose sight of, of the fact that 
our people have gone through this before. The world has gone through this before. Evolution, I mean, paying attention to science, all of that, it tells us that this is not new. This particular virus is new, but, you know, this this is what, what happens. Um, we just have to be smart, take care of each other, and... Wash your damn hands. Wash your hands, and now maybe wear a mask, and spray down your groceries and with Lysol. I don't know. All the things, cat. We have to do all the things now. Do you, do, has this made you a little bit more like, um, not OCD, but germaphobic? Oh my god, yes. Huge. Huge. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that more later. <laughs> um, I do want to give a shout out to the homie Erica, who we know and love. Also to the homie Roberta. I know that they are fabulous makeup artists, um, hairstylists who are out of work right now, considered non-essential. And I, I mean, I've seen some folks, they got to be putting those filters on because it's pretty <laughs> essential. I mean, apparently it's essential for some people, but no, but they're out of work right now. And, and that's so scary. It's really scary. And um, just we're thinking about you and just keep, you know, Keep your head up and keep your own hair did. At least that. At least you can I know, keep show off. Keep your own hair did. <laughs> how many haircuts have we seen online that were? Oh. And how many boxes of color are missing off the shelves because people going out and doing their own hair coloring? Mm-hmm. Not me. I have earned every single gana. Every single gana is staying oh, yeah. where it's at. I did tell my husband I could probably do a Joe Exotic. Oh, I think I could. <laughs> God, I think I could handle that. I couldn't. I could shave the sides. <laughs> <laughs> It'll grow back by the time we're done with social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that oh. show. Oh, that show. That's a, mm, that's a whole other. That's a that's whole, whole weedy weedy. Oh my gatos! And I blame you for having to watch it. You, yeah, in it's part. totally my fault. Totally. Oh. That was that's part of the non-essential that we could have left well well enough alone. <laughs> and you know, honestly, if it wasn't for quarantine, would that show even have blown the fuck up like it has? I don't know. I mean, our, our producer it, saying no. It was the distraction I needed in my life. I'm not gonna lie. I think in the first four minutes, I said either "what the fuck" or "fucking white people" every four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I just could not said, even absorb what I was watching. Agreed. I have never in my life said, what the fuck am I watching so many damn times? Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. just. Well, my my husband was going, fucking white people, and he's white. <laughs> so, I mean. But one of them's Cuban. That's how good it is. <laughs> that's how good it is. Uh, I don't know if that good is the word to use, but um, man. Oh, that Too was much. a piece of work. That was a whole Too lot. Woo. Yeah. And if you've yeah. watched it and you have an opinion as to whether or not Carol killed her husband, please, by all mm. means, mm. tell us which cat she fed him to so mm-hmm. that we can put that to the FBI and let them investigate a little further. Too much. It's too much, cat. Oh, that was a lot. But... You know, thank goodness for some things, like you said, that are keeping our distractions on. Mm-hmm during this time frame and also thank goodness for technology for keeping us together 
like FaceTime or Zoom or Facebook Live. Those are being yeah. incredibly helpful right now during this time frame where we can't um, be close, uh, up close and personal to our our humans, our homies, our familia, our gente. What else you got, Kat? This is the Pocha Podcast Anniversary Edition. We got to make it good. <laughs> well, we got started really well with <laughs> are you essential or not <laughs> yeah exactly. take the red pill for yes the blue pill for no <laughs> well because we are the pocha podcast and at the at the very root of what our pod, podcast is about um that intersection of brown and proud and assimilation um, one of the things that really points that out more than anything else in the world is the census because mm. your census asks you well, at least this year, it asks you what ethnicity you are in terms of, hold on, I dropped something. What ethnicity you are in terms of Hispanic, Latino, Chicano, but it also mm -hmm. asks you your race. Mm -hmm. And it pains me when I have to answer white for race for myself, but mm -hmm. also... Uh, I mean, but also the, the census has to be done. It's a constitutional mandate. Um, there is nothing like there is nothing like right now to really show us how important the census is in terms of distribution of resources. Tell us so, why, Kat. Tell us why. So when the basis of the census is um, so that you have a count of how many representatives representatives what your representation is going to be like at the federal level but it also impacts like I said the resources and how they're distributed across the U.S. and it takes it takes uh like some of the questions that they ask are are you renting or do you own mm. um one question that I really dislike especially now that we are taking off our blinders about sex and, and identity there's only male female it's still in the binary sure. um, and those kinds of things those those questions are really culled over looked at inspected researched to see where our population is growing who's moving where what kind of families are we seeing just what what we've done since the last 10 years um, it's important to note how how migration or immigration is mm -hmm. happening. All of these things are indicators of what's going on in our society at that pinpoint in time. So it's not just about representation at the federal level. This really is a note of how our society is doing and where we're growing or not. Right. And yes, there are some folks who... Um, legitimately are afraid of, of filling out the census form and, and returning it. it. It does ask. You don't have to answer it, but it does ask for a phone number. It asks mm -hmm. for a name. It, and there was, a for a minute, they were talking right? about asking citizenship question on there, and it was it, ultimately not on there. Thankfully. But, you know, that I think that, that even that discussion frightened enough people away mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. really fully answering it um, to the best of their ability. And 
in states like ours, it's incredibly important to, to kind of gauge to see where we're at. Yep. So can I tell you my dad, <laughs> my dad is hilarious. My dad, I told you this the other night, my, he's been social distancing since Vietnam. Like seriously, my dad is a hermit. He hates leaving the house. So he is perfectly fine right now, other than that he still has to get groceries, but he's figuring out. And he does not do technology, so he doesn't do online delivery, whatever. He right, still I, has a landline phone. I, I asked you the other day, does he even have a laptop? You're like laughing at me. What a question. <laughs> no, he does not have a cell phone. He still has a landline phone that is not even cordless. It literally still has the cord. <laughs> If you call my dad and he's on the phone, you could get a busy signal. <laughs> so he, I love him. I yeah, love him. <laughs> he gets the census, and it's the paper packet. And they were very adamant about him filling it out. He uh, got a phone call that said, "If you don't fill it out in the paper form, you could do it online." He was like, "I'm not doing it online." They were like, "Well, if we don't get it back in the next couple of days, we're sending someone to your house." He immediately starts filling it out <laughs> because he's like, "Bullshit." Nobody's coming to my house. And this was in March, like early March before any of this uh, social distancing was really a thing here in New Mexico anyways. So he was super upset about this question that was asking about his utility bills. Like in general, how much were his utility bills? He was so pissed off. He's like, why do they need to know that? I don't know why they would need to know that. And my stepmom was like, well, you know, they're probably trying to just determine cost of living for various people and, then they can break that down into subgroups and these people pay this much to survive and live and these other people pay that much. He was like, oh, well, then that's fine. I'll fill it out. was <laughs> 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 so mad. <laughs> he was mad. So does this mean that he'd never filled it out before? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So interesting. As you. Uh, maybe he didn't. Maybe are you re-upping your drink? Oh. <laughs> I feel judged. No, not at all. I wanted you to pour me one. Um, well, and you were asking me about my own. You're like, you filled it out, right? And I said, no. And you gave me an ugly look. But it's not because I didn't fill it out. It's because we got it. And then I didn't see it anymore. And I was like, what happened to the census thing? And my husband was like, oh, I filled it off and sent it already. Bye. I was like, what? What? Like, this has been such a topic of conversation at our work and right. just in general in the circles that we're in because we know that particularly for Latinos, for people of color, we have to fill these things out. We have to be represented. Our numbers have to count. I don't even know what he filled out for me. And I didn't even want to ask because I didn't want to get more pissed off because what difference does it make? Yeah, <laughs> okay. So I don't know what the fuck he put in there. I have no clue. Okay. I, so I do not feel counted right now in my own house. Bah, I'm surprised you didn't <sighs> divorce him. Well, now I would have fucked up the census. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our producer was super diligent. She filled it out, and I promised that I was eating something at the time that she was filling it out. But she asked me some. She asked me like, "How do you self-identify?" And you know, all of the the litany of questions that you have to answer. And um, so she did it, and 
I was grateful because I'm pretty sure that I would have fucked some things up on her end because I I'm I might have pulled um a husband and just filled it out and sent it in and then the executive producer would have been like, "Well, what did you put for me?" And really, you know, she needs to self-identify the way that she needs to self-identify and all of the things. So I'm glad that that she did do it and but we did it together. But I bet mm. I'm a hundred percent. I was eating the entire time that she was. You know doing what I kept? You know what I kept thinking? I was like, I bet you, I bet you he marked me as Hispanic, and that's gonna piss me the fuck off. Don't fucking call me Hispanic. I don't want that shit. And if he did, that's why I didn't ask, because he. Pro- we haven't had that conversation, because it just hasn't come up. It's not important for. In our relationship, it has not been important for me to sit down and have a dissertation on how I identify it in every single fucking way. It, it hasn't been a thing. But literally, that's what the census is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably adding to the fucking Hispanic number right now. Me da pena. Do you want me to low-key ask him and then... No, I don't, because then I, I'll be... Now it's just like, I think that could be a possibility, but I don't know. And if I know, then I might be upset. So I'm just going to... I'm just going to... I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. You're going to pull And every frozen? time I see a census number, I'm going to subtract his, one Hispanic. Are you re-upping your drink? Maybe. <laughs> The executive producer made two martinis. It is now time for number two. One, two, three. Count with me now. You're a chipla. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm so chipla that she actually did ask me correctly how I identified, and it was beautiful. Um, but the other thing about the census oh that I want <laughs> I'm not rubbing it in, but I'm rubbing it in. Um, <laughs> the other thing about the census that's super important is what it was the 2010 was the first time they asked about lgbtq couples or lgbtq mm. people really um so this one didn't outright ask if you're how you identify it just asks is person one in a relationship with person two and how, what is that uh. relationship and so for the queer side of the community it's important to have those numbers uh researched documented because when you are largely ignored, like undocumented people, like other other mm-hmm. other aspects of our, our entire community, when you are ignored, um, you can, con- by numbers, you can continue to be ignored in policy. Mm-hmm. So then they continue, they can continue to say, well, really, there, there's not that many, or they don't exist, or... Or, 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 or it could go on and on. And the census is a beautiful way of being able to, to like point and say, no, really, we exist. This is where we exist, the numbers we exist. Um, the myths about LGBTQ people who don't have kids is, in mm-hmm. fact, a myth. We do have kids. You know, it could go on and on. And that's a really is- good point, Kat. That's a really, really good point. There's a lot of public um, campaigns that are going on right now about filling out the census. April 1st was like National Census Day. 
and it really kicks off the campaign granted people can't be going to the house to do the census like they were anticipating doing it which is why i think it's a big lift for organizations and individuals like us Mm -hmm. to just really preach why it's important but also you know we do have to at least acknowledge the fact that there are people who really don't want to fill it out because it's it can be used against you. There's no other, especially undocumented people. If you, mm-hmm. if you, what was one of the examples that I heard was, um, yes, you can, you have all your information on in the public. Like if you have a social profile and so on and so forth, and you can glean a lot of information off of that, but that information is used really to sell you things, to advertise to you. The, mm-hmm. the census can be threat like there's no with the census it's the federal who's backing it and the federal can go and arrest and you know show up at work or those kinds of things so I can understand what the trepidation that some people have about filling it out and I get it and I respect that and I acknowledge it um but for those who are iffy I hope you give it a second thought because it really is important um but it's also coming full circle about your identity how you identify um it really does put on the spot the whole bocha aspect of how do you identify because there is that um is person one of hispanic latino or spanish origin right and they've been modifying how we self-identify every census right Mm -hmm. to try to be at first it was shitty at first, at first, it was three fifths of a of a human being is what was counted for people of African descent. Um, the word mulatto was used. Um, it was just shitty and racist. It's definitely evolved to try to be less shitty and less, less racist. shitty and less racist. <laughs> but you know, so if you're asked if you're Chicano, that definitely leaves out anybody else in South America, right? So they are adding Mm -hmm. language that's going to be more inclusive depending on how you self-identify yes hispanic is in there um like you i don't like the the term at all but there are people who self-identify as that they do they do and that's fine there are people who do and and i do think there are ways that it could definitely be used against you i also think it's important to point out particularly in the situation that we're in right now that the government can use that data to distribute money, to distribute federal funds, emergency funds, um, preparedness funds, things like that. And, you know, particularly for we're such a giant rural state in New Mexico that a lot of those folks in the middle get left out. It's easy to not count smaller communities or villages um, along the way. So it's really, really critical that those folks speak out. So if you're listening to this, if you have familia who isn't concerned with it, isn't paying attention to it, you know, maybe sit down with them, talk to them about it, help them fill it out. Don't fill it out for them without even asking them anything. (laughs) I mean, nobody in particular we're talking about, referring Mm to. No, no, but maybe we are Mr. Charlene. Maybe. And I know he was just, and I was really proud that he did it. I just, I don't think he understands how important it is for me to be able to choose um, 
some of those things and to be able to choose some of those things for our kids too. So and I was just uh, thinking about that. Like, how did he self-identify person number three or four? Half Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> Only the panic in Hispanic. <laughs> Hispanic at the disco. Yeah. But yes, the census, it's important. It's important. Um, we need to do it. We need to be counted. Everybody needs to be counted. And I, you know, can't re- re- reiterate enough just how much this time frame really proves why mm-hmm. because of the di- distribution of resources. And um, you're so right. If you want to be represented in policy, if you want to be represented in numbers, if you want, um, if you want decisions to be made that will truly benefit you based on those identities, then it's, it's nature of the beast. It's something we need to do. And one correction, it's not just about your federal representation. It also impacts how many representatives you have at the statewide level. Mm -hmm. They redistrict based on this. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like shitty history on, on Mm -hmm. how they redistrict to gerrymander. So, Mm -hmm. so the census is incredibly important, but you know, we don't want to make this entire episode incredibly heavy about topics that while they are our reality currently, um, we also want to make sure that we, bring our joy and humor to the podcast so that um, we can make other listeners who are working out in their homes drop their weights <laughs> because <laughs> that's how we are. That's how we roll. So Arquea de Nuevo is a little bit of a fun game that Charlene, you brought to the table. I did. I did. And I was thinking um, a while back when 9-11 happened, Remember when you're like, we're going to lighten it up. And then I was like, remember (laughs) (laughs) 9-11? I'm currently taking another drink. (laughs) Oh, but it it made me think how much security changed. And sometimes we'll talk about, oh, our kids will never know what it's like to go into the airport and wait at the gate for people to get down or to not have to take your shoes off and just sort of get waved through security like it ain't nothing um, with your milkshake and whatever. Now it's totally different. So, uh, I was thinking about that and I started thinking about, you know, we're kind of in a space like that where I want to ask, remember when we used to dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. So when so I, cat, when I first yeah. jotted this down, <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. remember when we used to gather at your house to do this podcast? Oh <laughs> yeah. Simple things, simple things. Um, remember when we used to drink in the corner booth at Little Toad Creek and plan our episodes out? Remember when we used to have toilet paper and eggs? Mm. And Remember when we used to not look at strangers like they were trying to kill us by breathing? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we didn't use to scatter like cucarachas when someone sneezed? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember when a hotspot was where you got cell service and not where <laughs> COVID was a breeding ground? <laughs> Remember when we used to roam around the store just to browse instead of um, hastily get our things and leave? Dude, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when like a couple of weeks would pass and I hadn't gone to Marshall's, I would tell Josh, I need to go to Marshall's because the workers are probably worried about me. i haven't been there in a while i really love marshall's right i'm Mm. i think so side note to marshall's and or shopping 
usually when I go with um, with the executive producer and our kids, I'm like incredibly impatient. And now I feel like going forward, I'm going to hug oh. all of the clothing. I'm just going <laughs> to, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, oh, I love this now. This is the best. Can we do this again? What are we doing for the next three hours? We can't go down the other aisle too. That's, that's my, I feel sometimes I get over peopled. Like I just have people in, I, I love people. The people I choose to have in my life, it's because I love them and I want to be around them. That's Mira, the point I'm at in my pet. life. You made a pet. I love you. <laughs> uh, but I also, I do like to recharge alone and long walks down every aisle at Target with a Starbucks drink are my unpeopling sometimes. And I've been unable to unpeople. Like I've been taking longer showers because <laughs> it's the only place that I'm unpeopled. <sighs> yeah. Remember when we used to be able to use toilet paper with reckless abandon and not worry that we're going to run out? <laughs> Remember when you could TP someone's house? <laughs> right. <laughs> now that would be the equivalent of making it rain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, how do you think that that things are going to change moving forward? Oh, God. I, how I hope they'll change or how I think they'll change, because sometimes those aren't the same. Uh, I think, uh, I hope, let's do I hope. I hope that I myself will have a better appreciation for my freedom the freedom that I do have. I'm very privileged. Um, I hope that others will, will take that too. I hope that the essential workers, as we were saying earlier, are held in high esteem. Um, and I think some of these non-essential people that we have deemed non-essential all of a sudden, like um, makeup artists and hairdressers, uh, because I was saying... Um, I've seen some of y'all's pictures and using a lot of filters now. Yeah, I see them roots and those nails are not done and a whole lot of things happening. So I think, you know, just making sure we're taking care of those people and also just uh, a reset to what is truly important. Being afraid for your own health and the health of your loved ones um, versus being busy with work. Uh, is a different mindset for a lot of folks, myself included. I can busy myself with work all the time and that seems important, but in the grand scheme of things, what I really hold true in my heart and in my soul and in my core are are my loved ones um, and their health is everything to me, their health and well-being. So I hope those are some of the changes that we see moving forward. Um, and maybe also a big one is that money is not the most important thing. I know it can be a motivator, but um, there are a lot of other things that are, that are truly, truly important. So what do you, what do you think is going to change? This is why you're the smart one and the more eloquent one. No, no. Um, This, this thought brought to you by LaMarca. (laughs) My thoughts brought to you by a vodka martini. We're trying to be swank and bond like. Um, I like it. I think you put it really well. What uh, I hope changes moving forward. I really do hope that we place an emphasis on 
less on CEOs, more on the actual essential people. Like I really hope the Waltons mm -hmm. reevaluate. And it, I, this is for me, this is one of those things that like capitalism is not the be all end all. Mm -hmm. we, we keep having to bail out corporations, even though capitalism is supposed to be what what free market is all about, what we're based on in this country. And then socialism flies in with its cape. <laughs> right. <again. laughs> it does. It really, really does. Um, and I really, really do hope that we put a whole lot of emphasis on paid sick leave once and for all. Mm. Legit. You know, there's a lot of people who are incredibly lucky to have paid sick leave. And not everybody gets it. And then not just literally, but also mentally, not everybody gets it. Like there are some CEOs who look at the bottom line and they're like, no, we don't have to. But yes, yes, you do. That needs mm -hmm. to happen. You really need to, if it's not a federal policy, if it's not a statewide policy, then it should be your company's best interest policy. Absolutely. Wait, a teacher said, yep. oh, yeah, my exec our executive producer also pointed out that teachers need mm. zero justification for having three months off. Thank you. Now everybody suddenly understands that shit. Right? Mm -hmm. It's so true. I mean, we are incredibly lucky that we don't have to do day school for our kids. They can, they're, they're like cats. They can pretty much take care of themselves <laughs> now, right? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, if they are under... 15 that's a lot more difficult it's a lot more structured there's a lot more discipline and you are if if you have to work while you're at home with your kids you know balancing the two is nearly impossible that's a juggling act that can't always happen and so you have been on both sides you've been a teacher and you've also been now in um in a different kind of work environment where you don't have to teach anymore, but you sometimes do with some of us, <clears throat> myself included. Um, but so you know how, how tough it can be to not just wrangle your child, but 20, 30 others. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I really hope there's an emphasis on teaching and treating them respectfully. Absolutely. They, they are essential. They are essential. Yeah, you. I saw a meme the other day that was like, oh, great, our future generation is now being raised and taught how to read and do math by day drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what? You made, you made me think about um, somebody that I did not call out uh, as who has been deemed non-essential is now out of work right now, but in my life could be very essential. And I was specifically thinking about the homie Heather, who I don't even know if she listens, but the bartenders. Yes. The Amen bartenders. to the bartenders. Oh, Man. they are so essential. They not only provide our coping mechanism for a lot of us, but they also act as therapists. They also mm -hmm. have to do it in a way where, you know, they have to cut us off sometimes. They have to make sure that it's in a clean environment so that there's no dirty glasses with lipstick on them. Like they are super essential. And oh, we're not and giving dealing them with enough. people who've had too many and just getting all the hit on like, all the things. Oh, yeah. So Med Pops shout to, out to the, yeah, shout out to the bartenders, all the folks at Little Toad Creek who we miss dearly, Heather, who I miss we're thinking dearly. about you. Yes. Yep, we're thinking about you. 
Um, you are listening to the Pocha podcast. We are online in your ears on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, Charlene, you've been doing an amazing job with posting almost every day. Um, and we've had some big, big retweets or follows like, <gasps> like, Oh, Tanya Saracho. Oh my God. I was so excited. I know. I nearly screamed and, um, our executive producer down the hall was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And so she came over to the kitchen, like, what the hell? And I told her what happened, and she's like, oh, well, I, you got me scared. I thought something broke or someone's bleeding. <laughs> like, no, you don't understand. <sighs> it was amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, the internet broke. Tanya Saracha <laughs> retweeted us. <laughs> because we love her, and she listened. That's amazing. Right? So, yes. our listeners, you are in good company. And since you are in good company, we wholly anticipate that you will listen, like, share with all of your friends um, and interact with us. We have had some folks, some of our fans interact with us. Um, one was just recently a listener who sent a, a picture of uh, like that trivia where what is in this container? And it's like a container of country <laughs> crock and Cool Whip. Um, so yeah, interact with us. We appreciate it. We enjoy it. It makes us giggle. We might even give you a shout out. Hello, Carmen. I hope you're liking the book. Yes. Book club coming up. Murmur of bees. And, um, I will, if you haven't watched Tiger King, good on you. Don't. (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. Let me tell you how it ends. You will cry. Because you will You'll wonder when it starts. You will wonder why you spent seven episodes <laughs> on your of your oh, life on that show. But tell us what else you're listening to. Um, the last time we talked in in the midst of COVID, we did a couple of uh, what we're binging. But we've had some new shows out since then. Can I just say that Battlestar Galactica, the entire series, is online on Sci-Fi? I'm just wow. saying. <gasps> I know. You can also, uh, talking about Tanya Saracho, you can also watch the first season of Vida for free oh. right before uh, season three, the final ep- season, comes out. Also a show we love. Can I just say, a final season? I almost cried I when know. I saw that. Oh, we're going to have to do an entire weedy weedy about the amazement that was Vida and the amazing to. writing and how how can they do this? I'm not saying that it was Tanya's uh, decision, but how could they decide to just cut us off? We need to find out what happens long run. Ugh. Well, maybe season three does that. We don't know yet. But after season three, we're definitely talking about it. All the things. Yes. And maybe, <sighs> Tanya, if you're listening, you would like to join us on a podcast. We would love that. I'm doing my my cute my cutest baby Yoda face right now. She is actually doing her cutest <laughs> baby Yoda face. <laughs> oh, Kat, this has been an amazing anniversary episode. Thank you. Happy uh, anniversary to you. I am so, so glad that you asked uh, or agreed to do this project with uh, with us, with our executive producer and myself. Um, thank you so much for, yeah, for doing this with me and for me doing this with you. This has been 
fun and amazing and I can't wait for other anniversaries down the road at our 20th we will be in our 50s um wow <laughs> hey listen I'm mathing to the best of my martini ability <laughs> <laughs> I I do have to say you are the reason that this has continued on um and the reason that it got started in the first place because otherwise it would just be me with a cell phone um because I have no I don't know how to work things um so you are the definitely the the tech and the brains behind all of this and you're I think our biggest cheerleader which sometimes I'm like cat no one's listening you're like two people listened in Denmark I'm like okay let's do it <laughs> <laughs> so hey we are picking you. a people in Thailand I am like Hi. fuck yeah Thailand bring it okay. yes we have okay. over 2500 downloads so we are really chugging along so um people out there listen and i'm glad that they are here to join us for our anniversary for the podcast i am kat i'm charlene and we will catch you uh on the flip side